Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. Shotgun snap to Herbert. Rears back. Fires back. Passes intercepted by Phillips. Rises from the turf. Runs left side. 10-5. Pick six. Here's the snap. He's back. He pumps. He fires for the end zone. And it's juggled in the back of the end zone. What do they call? Touchdown, Pittsburgh. Pat Briermuth, the Penn State rookie, pulled it in on a combat catch. Randy Bullock, 10th year man out of Texas A&M. Out of the hole to Brent Kern. Snap. Set. Oil Stadium. Second and ten. Stafford from the gun. Looking right. Throwing. End zone. Cooper Cup's got it. Touchdown LA. Rushing the gun from the five. Snap is back. Looking left. Fade. Left side. Cooper. Touchdown. How about that? PK, there were some teams that got off to really nice starts in the NFL, got to Halloween with only loss, a loss or two, and laid an egg. And then there were a couple teams, man, win with your backup quarterback, or in the case of the Saints, your third-string quarterback. Saints beat the Bucs 36-27. Jameis Winston, potentially season-ending knee injury. It didn't look good. They're worried about the ACL and MCL. We'll hear later today. Cowboys beat the Vikings 2016. Cooper Rush. Filling in for Dak Prescott, throwing for 325 yards and two scores. Those are two good wins for those teams right there. The Saints staying in the NFC South race with that win. And the Cowboys looking looking good, running away with the NFC East. Yeah, I don't even think they need that. They needed that game. Probably didn't. But obviously it was a nice to get with uh, Dak out. Those are the two teams that ought to be feeling really good right now. They're the teams that blew it and probably don't feel nearly as good. The Chargers lost at home to the Patriots 27-24, so they fall to 4-3. and three. The uh, Bengals lost to the Jets, blew a late lead. Mike White, three touchdown passes, a couple of late scores for the Jets to come back and beat the Bengals. 34-31. Uh-oh, it's over? <laughs> Mike White seizes the do- job. Wally Pip. Another New York story. Well, the uh, world of sports is a lot different in, in those days. Uh, you couldn't move. So, but uh, obviously, White deserves an opportunity to play. I mean, he looked great. I was, I was uh, watching that game a little bit on the ticket and throwing for 400 yards. Now, he's been around a little bit. Hasn't had a lot of playing experience, but he's bounced around and. Boy, he sure looked good, man. Obviously, he's going to start this week. Zach's hurt anyway, so there's, it's not like it's a quarterback controversy now. But this is White's opportunity to seize the job. You put together two or three of these. To me, it's like the Cam Rising deal. Uh, yeah, Utah's offensive line sucked. Okay, it wasn't any better in the second half against San Diego State. He played with the same offensive line, so it was clear that you looked at Brewer in the first half against San Diego State and Rising in the second half against San Diego State. Who was better? Well, it was obvious. And who is better? I'm not saying White is to that point, 
but it's not like their line and everything else for the Jets got all of a sudden got way better because I thought Cincinnati's an emerging team. That's why it's such a bad loss for the Bengals. And for the Jets, it'll be a short turnaround. They'll get the Colts on Thursday night at Indianapolis. Man, the Colts made a mess. They had the Titans on the ropes. The Titans should have been on the list of this list of teams taking bad losses. But Carson Wentz with a couple of brutal blunders late in the game in the fourth quarter. Instead of taking the safety, he throws a left-handed pass. Just Guy was little... open, though. <laughs> a two-yard interception return. <laughs> then, after they trade putts in overtime, he throws another pick that sets up the game-winning field goal. I could live with that one. Trying to make a play. The other one was stupid. And now they're saying that Derrick Henley's suffered a potentially season-ending foot injury yep. for the Titans. So, obviously, he's a significant part of their offense. Titans win 34-31, but no Derrick Henry. That would obviously be a big, big hit to their uh, to their hopes this year. There were teams that are good, that played like they're good and took care of business. The Rams beat the Texans 38-22. They're up 38-0. The Texans got some scores late. So the Rams 7-1 now, tied with the Packers and the Cardinals for the best record in the NFL. The Steelers within a game of the division lead. You buying it? They beat the Browns 15-10. Yeah. They're 4-3. Ravens are 5-2. Bengals obviously coming back to the pack a little bit now. They're 5-3. Sure, I'm not going to rule the Steelers out until they're out. Bills took care of business. It was close for a while, but second half they take charge. They beat the Dolphins 26-11. Monday Night Football, it's the Giants and the Chiefs. Atlanta Falcons wide receiver. Calvin Ridley announced Sunday he is stepping away from football at this time to focus on his mental health. He missed his second straight game for a personal matter. Not expected to be season-ending, expected to be back, but he's missed a couple of games here. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. Aggies take another step towards the division title. They beat Hawaii 51-31. First time it didn't require drama and the rally. Look at them get up by 30 points and win by 20. They did have to return an onside kick for a touchdown late. And Blake Anderson will join us. We'll see if he's mellowed at all from his postgame comments Saturday. He was not happy to let Hawaii back in the game, but typical. Logan Bonner, 360 yards passing, four touchdowns. They did a lot of things right, and they rolled. Now it's New Mexico State. Want to take a shot at the line for that game? 47. <laughs> 47. Uh, I'll go 23 and a half. 17. Healthy. Aggies versus the Aggies, Saturday afternoon in Las Cruces. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. The Utes roll UCLA 44-24. Davion Thomas, 160 yards rushing, four scores. Cam Rising adds a couple of touchdowns. Utes burst out to score in their first four possessions. Four touchdowns, four possessions, and they were in charge the rest of the way. Improved to 5-3 and three on the year and 4-1 and one in the division. Got anything you can nitpick about that game? Nah. It was all good. Right down to Cam Rising's pooch punt. Yeah, that was nice. That was obviously. Kyle said after the game he was a high school punter, so they knew he could do it. Downed one punt at the six and one at the nine. 
at a dam. Sure, yeah, I'm mean, something to think about, uh, but you know that's the first time they did it, so now people are going to be aware of it. But I just don't know that the competition really matters. They're going to go in that Oregon game, and it's not going to matter. I think you're right about that. <laughs> I, you, I looked at the schedules yesterday. Utah to beat Stanford. Stanford's lost three in a row and four out of five. Your outlier theory, Stanford wins or win over Oregon, fits that perfectly. They've got one and four in the last five games, but they beat Oregon. That makes no sense. It's a Pac-12. So, yes, it does. There you go. Want to take a shot at the line for this one? Six? And a half. Or six, depending where you look. You get a win for that. That's a W right there. Bingo! Well, I looked at uh, the castaways in Vegas. Really? It's no longer there. My parents used to love that hotel. <laughs> the castaways? I've never <laughs> even heard of it. It was a small one. It was on the strip. Hmm. The doors open to the outside, but they had a little small casino. What does the doors open to the outside mean? Well, as a, a hotel. Oh, I see what you're saying. As opposed I see what to you're the saying. So it was basically it was a motel. Yeah. If you want to call it that. Yeah. But it was, it was a little bit nicer. Okay. But uh, she, when we first started going to Vegas in the 70s, which was like every other weekend. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> to gamble. That's the number one thing. So they used to stay at the castaways. Dragging your young butt up there. You're coming along. Oh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> a lot of time in Vegas. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. It was a wild game. BYU eventually wins it 66-49. They were up 21 to nothing. And they were 28-7. And then suddenly they were down at halftime, 42-38. But they win the second half 28-7. They win the game 66-49. Most points they've scored in 20 years. And the Cougars improved to 7-2. Tyler Algier. An eye-popping career-best 266 yards and five touchdowns. Video game numbers. Dragging people. Jaron Hall, 391 yards and four total touchdowns for him. Massive stats. I think sometimes things come too easy and it actually is detrimental. We saw it a week ago with uh, Utes and Oregon State going up 14-0. And then we see here going up 21-0. Now, they didn't lose the game, but obviously last week the Utes did. And then Oregon State ready to build them up and turn around and get beat by Cal. That's why I didn't. I don't think Oregon State. I don't really think there's a good team, a great team in this conference. But sometimes things come easy for teams, and then you have to regroup. And the good thing for BYU is they did regroup. BYU moving up eight spots in the poll. They are 17th in the AP poll, back in the coaches' poll at number 20. And everybody stop talking about those polls because tomorrow night. The rankings come out for college football, and then that'll be the number everybody goes with going forward. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. The handoff to Kenneth Walker. Blows through the Wolverines. On his feet at the 10. He's into the end zone. Here's a little toss to Abram Smith. Spins out of a tackle. He's to Uh the 25, to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Abram Smith into the end zone. Yes! Touchdown, Abram Smith. Back to throw Brown. Little pressure. Hit, but throws. And it is caught for the touchdown. 
First of all, what a throw, and then what a catch by Troy Franklin. Jones from two yards deep in his end zone, right between the hash marks, moves up the middle. Marcus Jones to the 25, to the 30, breaks outside to the 35. Marcus Jones at midfield. Marcus Jones is going to take it to the house. Touchdown, Houston. Houston beats SMU. With the game-winning kickoff return, if you've just tied the game up, should you really kick it deep to the All-American? I don't know. They say squib kick it, uh, but then they, they squib kick it and they return it to the uh, your 40. Make a play. Did not make a play. Houston gets the win. SMU gets their first loss. And is SMU's coach headed to TCU? Because Gary Patterson is out at TCU after 20 no. years. School announced it last night. Well, that'd be across town for uh, Dykes, but I think he could do better than that. Why go from SMU to TCU? LSU? USC? Who you got in mind? Texas Tech. Is Texas Tech better than TCU? I would argue no. I would argue no. I'd rather live in Fort Worth. Well, I've not been to Lubbock, but our former producer, Terry South, did for two years, if you get my drift. And he told us a lot about it. He did. <laughs> and based on what Terry South told me, I would opt for the Metroplex. And I've been to Fort Worth yeah. and TCU's campus several times over the years because I used to be in the conference, so I was there for basketball and football. Uh, and so I would rather live there. But Dykes is a, uh, is a, is a commodity. You know, he, he coached at Cal, obviously. Had prolific offenses there. So, But he's a Texan. I'm not sure. But it's better to have options than to not. And maybe he just stays at SMU. Maybe he's fine there. Michigan State beats Michigan. They rally. Harbaugh, he won big games at Stanford. Got to a Super Bowl with the Niners. Didn't win it. But man, winning the big games at Michigan has eluded him. And they had the lead. They were in a good spot. But Michigan State comes back and wins the game. Yeah. Great game. Ohio State, 7-1 and one now. So we're just labeling the Oregon game a fluke? Or Ohio well, State's still I mean, vulnerable? Yeah, you get beat, man. You get beat. Things happen. It's the college kids. You lose a game. It's not, it's not that surprising. But you had Michigan State to the Rose Bowl, which means Ohio State to the playoffs. So you got Ohio State taking Michigan State down. They play the next to last week of the season. Ohio State closes with Michigan State and Michigan on consecutive weeks. Well, go Michigan to Michigan State. <laughs> there you go. Oregon, number seven Oregon, took care of Colorado, 52-29. to Anthony Brown throws for 307 yards and three scores as Oregon beats Colorado because everybody's supposed to beat Colorado. Colorado won their money game, and they beat Arizona. Well, at least Colorado and Arizona showed a little bit this week. They didn't roll over and die. USC star wide receiver Drake London, one of the top receivers in the country. Potential first-round, probable first-round NFL draft pick. But now, fractured ankle out for the rest of the season. And that's the argument for uh, when you're talking about Thibodeau. Does he really want to play all the way through the season here? He's already had a couple injuries. Yeah, if he decides to step away, man. Can't blame him. I can't at all. Uh, Drake London's a star, and it sucks. Get yourself healthy. Uh, I don't even know what grade he's in. Is he draft eligible? Yes, he's a junior. Uh, then get out of there, man. Especially with a new coach and blah, blah, blah. Go go make money. 
Down to six undefeated teams now. Texas San Antonio announced a long-term extension for Coach Jeff Trailer on Sunday. A $28 million deal that runs through 2031. Which is meaningless. They've done what they can, but when bigger schools come calling with more money. Yeah. He's already on the list at Texas Tech. For, the, for them to give him $2.8 million is pretty impressive for that level. And, and for that length. Yeah. yeah. So they're doing what they can. Yeah. But somebody but... else can come walking in with four, five, or six exactly. million dollars and bye-bye. There you go. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Portis bumping back and go deal round ball robbery. Here comes the Royce. On the run. Big steps to the rack. Left hand finish at the cup. Oh boy. Royce O'Neal flexing back the other way and should be. What a defensive night he's having. And he rips one from Portis. Takes it coast to coast. And the Jazz are up 13. Timeout Mike Budenholzer. And that's defense. Wow. Thanasis drives it. Gobert swatted by Rudy. This is a real opportunity for the Jazz right now. Ingles for three. Pow! Blocked out of the air by Whiteside. He came from nowhere and got his hands up and blocked the big one. He grins and smiles going back the other way as Donovan rises and fires for three. Pow! Jazz beat the Bucks 107 to 95. Not all of the Bucks were there. Giannis Antetokounmpo play, but Chris Middleton was out with a non-COVID illness. And then they were also missing Drew Holiday. He's got an ankle issue, and Lopez. Lopez was out. Well, Lopez only played one game this year, so missing three key guys. The Jazz get the win. They bounce back from the loss to the Bulls on Saturday when they didn't have Mike Conley. Not playing him in back-to-backs this year, so he rested on Saturday, and they get the win on Sunday. Five and one, tied with the Warriors for the best record in the West. And there's four teams in the East that are off to a five and one start as well. Yeah, well, that's a great watered-down Milwaukee team, so they should win, and they did. And I liked a little background on Whiteside. He came from nowhere. I don't know his background. <laughs> I think that was on the court. Oh. Guy looked oh. like he was wide open. All of a oh. sudden, there's Whiteside swatting the thing away. Oh, I have an impoverished background. I and mean, he came from nowhere. Wide open, and suddenly, Whiteside, <laughs> the block shot. Ah, uh, and the most disappointing thing is the streak. 99 straight for Jordan Clarkson. Oh. His postgame answer was hilarious. He's a deadpanner anyway. He is. His first question. Well, I might as well ask the obvious. Tony Jones said, what about, you know, your reaction? Do you have any, do you have any reaction to the end of the streak? Long pause. Long pause. No. <laughs> that bleeps over. <laughs> Time to start a new one. I mean, it doesn't really matter. No. He's and not shooting it, the ball well. No. Is this streak really impressive if you continue it by going one for eight? I mean, you still have the streak, but it's one for eight. Well, and he knows he can shoot the ball better than that. We know he can shoot the ball better than that. I actually like it, though. That they're winning and yeah. they're not shooting the ball. I don't, yeah. I mean, they came out and hit, what, their first five or six threes six yesterday. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, you knew that wasn't going to last. There's no way. But I, I like the fact that... M- Mitchell hasn't really found his groove consistently. Clark's Clarkson on Saturday, you know, he can he can weave his way and pump fake and go over his left shoulder and get to the hoop. And but yet they weren't falling and you could you could almost feel the frustration through the television. Uh, but yeah, you know, the Bulls have got a decent team this year, good for them. Uh, so don't be in a situation where you're just making all your shots now anyway. I'm fine with it. 
Jazz are five and one. Donovan Mitchell is shooting 31% from the three-point line. He's shooting 40% from the floor. And we're all expecting both of those numbers to go up. Right. Quinn in the postgame said, we're not shooting it well as a team. No. But they're five and one. Now, they haven't played the toughest schedule, so that's a part of it, but they're going to shoot it better. Yeah, I don't worry about the scheduling. It's at the pro level. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Ball, high screen from Plumley. He'll use it. The runner on its way. It's good. LaMelo ball. Between his legs, dribbled it off his foot, and it's into the backcourt, and they're going to say it's deflected by Thompson, so we play on with three seconds to shoot, and two, and from the circle, he fires, and he hits! You have got to be kidding me! Russ, all the way to the basket, counted in the foul! The Brody! Highlights from Sunday action. You had the Lakers beating the Rockets 95-85. Westbrook had 20 points in the win as the Lakers beat one of the worst teams in the league. Luka Doncic from the logo, 40-footer to beat the shot clock. Dallas's big lead was down to three against Sacramento, but he hits that. They go on to win 105-99. The Kings lose that game, and they will be here in Utah to play the Jazz Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. And also you heard the Hornets beat the Blazers. LaMelo Ball, 27 points in Charlotte's win. You check the box score to see how the Blazer guard shot it in that game, PK? Oh, Lillard sucked. Horrible numbers. Struggling as bad as I think we've ever seen him struggle. It's over for him. I've been saying that for a while. You have? No. That's what I thought. (laughs) Uh, Damian Lillard, 5 of 20 from the floor and 2 of 14 from 3. He finishes with 14 points, and Portland gets beat there. Draymond Green, among those who like the new officiating in the NBA so far this season. He's a defensive-minded guy, doesn't like offensive players, initiating contact and flailing away trying to draw fouls. Can I also say how satisfying it's been to watch a game of basketball without all those BS calls? I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to curse in interviews, right? Can I say how satisfying it is to watch the game without all those terrible calls? Guys, cheating the game and grabbing guys and getting the foul. I agree. I've been really enjoying watching basketball this year. Kerr said that the other day. I agreed with him. We don't. We're not here to see the free throws. If you well, foul them, you foul them. Yeah, and but you can't create the free throws. And the league's players are going to try to find an advantage. You can remember Kobe. I told this story, talking about he knew where to go on the floor based on where the referees were on the floor because he knew they had certain blind spots as they did their three-person rotation. And I think he was talking about he knew he could get to the left elbow and nudge the the defender a little bit because where the referees were, they couldn't see it as well. And actually, you can totally, once he tells you that, it wouldn't occur to us. Like, well, if he's at the left elbow, he's got the defender, his body is blocking the guy on the sideline. But the defender's body is blocking whoever the ref is on the baseline. Yeah, and so they're studying this, and these guys are smart dudes by and large, so they're figuring stuff out to get advantages, and that to me, that's gamesmanship as opposed to cheating, and so clean it up when you can, because fans, as you say, nobody wants that, and they did that with the Harden Sway, and the three, you know, he got three-point shot, come on. So the league is smart to look for ways to improve the game. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. 
First pitch to Adam. Swung on a fly ball to deep right. That's carrying back there to the wall. Grand slam! Another curve. Pulls it through the left side. That's a base hit. Tucker around third base. Throw in. Not in time. Astros lead 8-5. to five And a clutch hit with two outs for the machete. And Carlos drives this in the left for a base hit. Altuve can walk home, and the Astros have a 9-5 lead. Correa's third hit and second RBI. Houston Astros had not been hitting the ball in Atlanta. Two runs on 10 hits combined in games three and four. Facing elimination, they start swinging the bats again. Gave up the grand slam in the first, but outscored the Braves 9-1 the rest of the way and win 9-5. So we will have a game six tomorrow night in Houston. Yeah, well, they hit the slam, and I was watching that game, and then the uh, Strohs come back with two in the next, uh, very next at bat, top of the second. I said, well, I, uh-oh, it's going to be one of these games. You just feel it, that there was going to be a lot of twists and turns. There's going to be high scoring. I thought I was watching Virginia and BYU. Ah. Ah. <laughs> All right, on to Houston. Game six tomorrow night. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL scored early, had a couple more chances to go up 2-0. One player said after the game they didn't really want to be there. If we'd scored the second or third goal, it could have been 6-0. Instead, they don't score. Their goalkeeper made a couple of big saves, and San Jose wins 4-3. RSL's playoff hopes taking a big hit. Minnesota won yesterday, so they are out of the playoff picture right now. Hmm. When's the playoffs start? They got two more games, and then it's on to the postseason. They play Wednesday and Sunday. There'll be a break for international play, though, so I think it's three weeks, two and a half weeks. It's a midweek start. But RSL is going to have to beat some of the best teams in the league if they're going to get there because they got Portland at home Wednesday and then at Kansas City Sunday. Go figure. Seems like a long shot now. The games that were there for the taking, Austin, Chicago, San Jose, all missing the playoffs. And they lost all three of them. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Samson Nakua, BYU wide receiver, joined us at 7 o'clock. Nick Ford, the Utes offensive lineman, will join us at 9 o'clock. And the Aggies head coach, Blake Anderson, will be here at 9.30 on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.